No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick. You already know what time it is. Is with me. We got a lot to talk about. NFL Wildcard Weekend is upon us. We got a few games to chat about. And of course, hometown national story. Chicago Bears get the number one pick in the NFL draft. Shout out Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans. We'll break that down. We got a, the, the thing you want in the NFL is flexibility, and the Bears now have that. It can do a lot of different things with the number one pick. We'll talk about a few options and what we think they should do with it. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers sputters out again, loses at home to get into the playoffs. Big Nick the Quick wants me to address it, so we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, Uh-oh. the Packers, what's Uh-oh. next for 12. Accountability Tuesday. Do? Accountability Tuesday. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that. Then, of course, NBA, man. NBA is always live. We're we're about mid-season form right now. All-Stars coming up. We'll break all that down. Stay with us here on No Catch Up. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? How we feeling? Man, I got the day off today, man. I'm chilling. I did a a podcast this morning with my guy Cash and Ariel Epstein, so we're chilling there. Points bet. We talked a little NBA. That was this morning, but now oh. I'm back at the crib. I'm are chilling. You allowed, are you allowed to give your your uh, your top pick from the show? We gotta wait. We gotta we gotta check out. The no, it's out. It's out. Okay. I, I already put it out on action too. I like Portland tonight minus seven and a half. I think they get it done. And I also I should have took it last night when we were talking about it. The Warriors minus nine and a half. It's now up to eleven and a half. That might be a little too too rich for my blood. But we'll point. see, man. The Suns are a disaster at the yeah. moment. Who, so, said, uh, who said that at the beginning of the year? Yeah, shot yo. Tried to warn you all about the Suns. Nick the Quick the was Suns his, and the Warriors. His futures, his futures <laughs> tickets would have been sparkling <laughs> yeah, right now if you, if you were tailing and listening to what Big Nick the Quick had to say. But let's get into the NFL first. Quick, you want to talk about this Bears number one pick? You want to talk about Rodgers? You want to talk about Wild Card Weekend yeah, let's first? Start off let with the, let's start off with a good thing, man. Let's talk about the Bears number one pick. Let's mission, talk about hey, the mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yo, rewind to, to before the NFL season started. Yo. Me and Big Nick were talking about what a perfect season for the Bears would look like. We laid out it would look like a lot of L's, but some progress from Justin Fields some progress from the offensive end and we got that. Now if you really if you want if you want to go all the way back to the beginning of the year there was people screaming about Diana Rossini saying this might be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah. Remember and, how and, people remember how people were burying her for that? And then the Bears started 2 and 1 and people were like, "Oh man, this is see we tried to tell y'all. Tried uh, to tell you yeah. guys we're going to be solid. They went 1 and 14 after that." Yep. Check. Number one team in the loss column in the NFL. Yep. Number one pick is locked up. Shout out to Texans. Shout out Lovey Smith. The only thing that I could think of with Lovey Smith and what happened was he was trying to look out for the Bears. Yeah. Cost him his job. They said no. I think I think his job is already cooked. Yeah, what a guard. Hey, first off, I, real quick, garbage organization. Uh, the Houston Texans, back to back years, taking black coaches, giving them absolutely nothing, telling them to a tank essentially, and then firing them. When they take. But Lovey got his money though. Lovey's all good, man. Lovey came back, picked up a few more M's. He's I mean, Lovey, back to Texas. Lovey went and got some M's from Illinois. Love's got M's all I mean, over the place. Why still speak Chicago? He came and got money. some M's from Houston. I, I'm not Tampa, mad at Lovey. Tampa M's. But He's got Tampa yeah, M's. Fine. <laughs> the, but shout the out only Lovey, Shout out Lovey, man. Put the yeah. We talked about it, man. Put the There's statue legend. up. Put him in the yeah. Ring of Honor. Absolutely. Even if they don't do anything in the hearts of Chicago. Bears fans forever. Lovey Smith is going to have a place. There's no question about that. Absolutely, man. Anytime. So let's talk about how it happened for a little quick second. I mean, (laughs) reports are Lovey essentially had a meeting with management and ownership before before the game. And it was pretty clear they were going to get ready to pack him up and let him go. He said, I bet. No problem. 
I'm gonna go ahead and go out here and get this W. <laughs> okay. Okay. No <laughs> That's problem. What we're doing? No problem. Yep. Fine. I'm gonna go out here and get this W. We're gonna keep mm-hmm. it moving. Fourth and twenty Hail Marys. Why not? Multiple times. I, can you imagine being the owner of the GM in the press box watching this? Oh, they were sick. Did you see the bro, owner on they the field afterwards? Bro, Walking they should have sick. Bro, they should have turned the light. <laughs> I would have turned the lights out in the stadium on their ass. Right. I'd be like, nah, bro. We not yeah, this not this we is, not doing this. This is bro. crazy. Yeah. Go for two. The yeah. lights would have shut out on this. Goes his for ass. two, clearly going for the win. Zero interest in getting the number one pick. Like you said, he knows he's not gonna be there. Nick, and it's to help out his old club. Nick, when they went out for two, I would have turned <laughs> the lights off. <laughs> do, you, do you understand yeah, what I right. do you understand what I'm Let's, saying? Escort that man off the field. They would have <laughs> came, yo, they would have came out to go for two. The lights would have went off. They would have came back on it been a new coach with the headset on. It'd have been right. a different it'd have been a different dude calling the plays, bro. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's how serious no chance. I would have took that. No so chance. he they come out, go for two. They it's just the the mind-boggling that the, the Bears do get the pick. They end up getting it done, which was a lot of fun. One of the best bear seasons we've had in a while. We got a lot of flexibility now. And, and um, I think we should go back and, and pull up some of those Rossini clips. But I, I should I should just let those people off the hook. They're a little bit of emotional well, Bears fans. They just want to win. Let's address that real thing. quick, though. Yeah. Because apparently this line of thinking amongst a lot of Bears fans doesn't make you a Bears fan. Right? Like, apparently us mm. wanting the Bears to, to, to get into a better position. Right? Us looking at the season for what it was always going to be. Right. We knew it was going to be going in despite how they started. Right. You're talking about a team that was putting up 30 point games and losing to us. That was a win. Right. I don't understand what everybody else was looking for. And I don't understand why that makes us look bad. Right. This team was never going to compete. So why don't we take the best situation that we can out of this season? Like we talked about in the very beginning was, did we see progress from fields? The Bears were putting up 30 points. At one point in time, the Bears had the highest scoring offense in the NFL. <laughs> For real. I think I believe the Bears led the NFL in first drive touchdowns this year. So a lot of boxes were checked. But we're not, we're not bad Bears fans because we don't want to see them go 6-11 and 11 and get the ninth pick or the 10th pick or the 11th pick or, God forbid, the 18th pick where you just miss out on the playoffs. Or make the playoffs and get smacked around for one game and then end up with like a 20th pick. We were being realistic. We said exactly what we wanted at the beginning of the year. We need to see progress from Fields. Number first and foremost, forget anybody else on the roster. That's number one. Justin Fields. I say that we saw it, especially given what they put around him, which was not a lot in terms of, of legitimate NFL talent. That's nice. That was nice of you, Nick. Number two. Again, 30-point games from the Chicago Bears. I've been watching this franchise for 35 years. I could probably count on one hand how many 30-point games I've seen. How old are you, Nick? I'm 36. <laughs> Talk to him, all right? So I've probably been watching them for 36 years. So don't, don't, don't question my Bears fandom. Trust me. All right? Don't. Don't do it. I didn't grow up a baseball kid. I grew up watching the Bears and Bulls fucking kids. So don't, don't, don't question me on that. So when it looks like we finally have a chance to maybe build around our young quarterback, get some good pieces in the building, right? Um, I'm happy with how they did it. And that doesn't make me not a Chicago Bears fan, man. There was multiple things. Again, also young players, the young players on defense. We talk about Kyler Gordon. We talk about Brisker. We talk about Sanborn, who looks like a player, right? Like you got some guys that you can move forward with. And guess what? An hour ago, the Ravens gave... Roquan Smith, five years, $100 million. I don't want any part of that deal either. So say what you want to about the, uh, you know, trade. the Roquan trade. But to me, I think we're in a good spot because I don't really want to pay Roquan Smith $100 million. So when you look at all that and we end up with the number one pick and an abundance of options, regardless of how you feel about Fields, maybe you hate Justin Fields. We have the number one pick and an abundance of options. We're in a great spot. Come on, man. We weren't beating anybody good this year. We weren't going to make any Listen, noise Listen, at the, the end playoffs. of the day – just so you in life, you need to avoid being emotional. And if you can't practical. see the big picture and you were being emotional about the Bears this year and you wanted them to actually win games, you were acting emotionally. Simple as that. Use your brain, use logic. We didn't want to win games. We didn't. We now have the most cap space in the NFL, the number one pick in the NFL with tons of flexibility and a quarterback on a rookie deal. 
Oh, and Aaron Rodgers potentially out of town, right? The boogeyman potentially out of town, or at least that situation very much up in the air. Hey, man, new boogeyman, uh, Dan Campbell, low-key. Uh, yeah, real talk. Hey, Dan, Dan, <laughs> Dan put him on the, the table, boogeyman. Campbell. Dan put him on the table, Campbell. Hey, man, listen. Hey, the new I, boogeyman that, that team in the went NFC. Like 7-2 over the last nine games or something like that. Like, man, hey, yeah, shout out Dan Campbell. Yeah, for real. Had Jared Goff looking like. Hey, listen. There Jared was, Goff was very good this year. So there was a couple, you know, you're going through things to try to figure out who you're going to, you know, who you're going to bet on going into week 18. I made a couple plays, ended up doing all right. But I was I was looking at Green Bay, and I had them in our pick them. And I was like, you know, like the whole angle with Seattle loses, the Lions have nothing to play for, then, you know, Green Bay should take care of business at home. And I thought they would take care of business at home anyway. And then they interviewed Dan Campbell during the game. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And he said, and, and, and they said, so, you know, what's the mindset going in knowing that, you know, you can't get in the playoffs anymore? He said, I've been telling these boys all week. He said, either we go to the playoffs or they don't. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my he God. Said, I said, yeah. Green Bay might be Listen, in trouble, G. Might be in trouble. Because <laughs> these boys were not going to lay down. These boys were not going to lay down at all. Like, so zero the, lay the, down. Shout out Dan Campbell because I I'm not gonna lock come up on come up on no ketchup and act like I didn't clown this man when they were he was talking about biting off kneecaps and I was like oh man the Lions have done it again no, this, this dude legit. gets those boys hey, ready they to play, play ball no matter what they play for him they got some talent offensively look that offense was potent this year Jared Goff I'm looking at his numbers Jared Goff 60, was great this year completed 65 percent of his passes 4500 yards 29 touchdowns seven picks. Yeah, talk Great to me year. nice. Talk right? to me nice. You yeah. got uh, Jamal Williams, excellent running back. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, really good, yeah. right? Pro and bowler. Then, and, then, and then you got Hutchinson on defense. Problem. Yeah. Rookie Problematic. Of the, rookie, rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. rookie one of, those of the year guys. type. Yeah, one of, one of those, those guys. Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. Uh, not clown, he was my man. Garrett, one of those type guys that, like, when you have them on your – he was wreaking havoc in that game. Yeah, he was. He'd been wreaking havoc all year. All he had year. three picks. Uh, three picks. He's a fucking <laughs> edge rusher. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so, so let's yeah. talk about let's let's get into what we could do with this pick right here, because you've heard some rumblings, and we're gonna play a guy who there's a reason why this guy is on ESPN, and and this clip's getting ready to show a, you why. Cornball. But there's a couple options. Obviously, with the number one pick, we could keep it, we could trade it. Some people are talking that we could trade Fields. A lot of different options. Here is uh, Tannenbaum on Get Up This Morning talking about what the Bears should do with the number one pick. Mike Tannenbaum is our general manager. You have a different idea. Yeah, I would trade Justin Fields, and I'm taking nothing away from him. I think he has a chance to be a good, maybe a top 10 quarterback. But if you can get at least a first and a third round pick, which I believe you can because so many teams need a quarterback – I'm going to draft Bryce Young, who I think is going to be a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And when I do that and get at least a first and a third round pick, I'm resetting Bryce Young's rookie contract. And I'm going to be able to get at least four starting caliber players. A great illustration of this, guys, is what happened in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is on his rookie deal. They go out and get guys like Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf, Evan Ingram, amongst others. So if I could turn Justin Fields basically into six quality players and get Bryce Young, who I think will be the better player. I'm making that move if I'm the Bears. Thoughts? So here, here's the thing, right? Like, it sounds good. I understand what he's trying to say. He says a lot of shit I really don't agree with, but I understand <laughs> what he's trying to say. Um, and someone else has brought this up to me before, but here's my here's my point on this, man. Specifically, if you are the Chicago Bears. We have been searching for a quarterback for 100-plus years. Right. Literally, since our inception as a franchise, we have been searching for a quarterback. Right. We have wasted Hall of Fame defenses. We've had Hall of Fame linebackers, Hall of Fame defensive tackles, Hall of Fame kick returners, all of them. Right. Within the last <laughs> 20 years, all yeah. of them. I can name all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Great players, Erlockers, Briggs, Hester's, whoever you want to talk about. And none of it has been able to produce a, a Super Bowl because of the issues at the quarterback. So when it finally looks like, which I believe, and I think you believe as well, that we have a guy that can be that guy, 
Why, as the Chicago Bears, would we look backwards? Why would we then go back into the unknown? We haven't seen Bryce Young on an NFL field. We haven't seen um, I don't who are the other guys, man. I'm blank. Stroud on an oh, NFL yeah, field. Yeah, CJ Stroud. We haven't seen what, Levi's. Is that his name? I don't even know who that Will is. Will Levitz. Levitz. I don't know who he is. I number one. On number any, one on the board for uh, Mel Kiper. By the way, which is nonsense any, on any field because I don't watch Saturday football. But it doesn't matter. Who I have seen on an NFL field is Justin Fields. Who I have seen confuse defenses, even when they know what he's going to do, is Justin Fields. Who I have seen produce without any talent is Justin Fields. Who I have seen take Cole Komet, who you and I were both out on, and make him look like a, a very legitimate tight end. Whoa, whoa. I Justin was never Fields. out on Cole Komet, by the you way. I said, we need to were, get you... Cole, I said we need to get Cole Komet the ball. We don't know what Cole Komet is because okay, Maggie whatever. flat yeah, out won't get him the sure. ball. Yeah, he wouldn't give him but, the ball. Yeah, yes. he, hated, he was like Continue. a marks in how much he hated tight ends. But yes. Yes. Um, so again, we've seen these things from Fields again, despite what they did not put around him on the field last year. So we think he's a guy. Why would we reset? The only advantage I actually really see to that is that you get two more free years of not having to pay a quarterback, right? The biggest crime that Nagy did is we wasted a year of rookie quarterback money last year on Justin Fields, and the countdown to pay Fields is, is on now, right? It's it's after next year where he's gonna start looking for his money, right? Especially if he takes it out the Kyler Murray playbook. Um, which seems like a great idea. Um, so that would be the only <laughs> advantage to it. But eventually you're just going to keep doing that. You know what I mean? You're just going to, oh, we could we could trade more, trade more. Like, no, man, it's time, right? We saw what we need to in fields. We checked our boxes. Let's start putting the talent around. Talking about the Danny Ainge? Yeah, the Danny Ainge, yeah. It's coming. Don't trust the team's coming. Yeah, coming. don't worry about that. Team's coming, man. We're all good. No, <laughs> no, not Danny Ainge. Coming, no, our boy. no, 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 not Danny Ainge. Oklahoma uh, City. Sam Presti. 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 Presti been trading oh, picks for I'm 20 years. I'm picks. Don't no. worry. He's been trading picks since James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps fooling them. Shoot, hey, got some more picks. What are you, what are you talking hey. about? The squad is on yeah. the way. We're fucking 13 and 69, but I got 27 first round picks 20, coming up. I got 21s. What are you talking about? Let these come to fruition. I still haven't found anybody to put with Shy, but this is great. Exactly, but that's a great example. Folks been trading picks for decades. Yeah. So when you have a guy, start building around that guy. Not to mention we also we have, we have 120 million in ca- we got so much that we can do. We showed y'all last week the board of how many guys are actually under contract versus picks versus how much salary cap we have. And if we have a quarterback that we believe can be that guy, and a lot of people believe can be that guy, and if you as an organization believe he can be that guy, you're with them every day. Don't go reset on that. Trade the pick for more picks if you want to. Fine. Obviously, get out of the number one. That's spot. obvious. There's, yeah. there's no reason to be in one. Um, at, at least maybe go to two, go to three, or if you, I know you want to do more picks. Um, get out of one because there's just no reason to go to one if you have a quarterback. But don't, don't trade. Go get Bryce Young, and now we got to develop another guy. Come on, man. We we don't want to do this, man. I'm I'm sick of not having a quarterback. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm sick of not having a quarterback. I'm sick of it. Got to see it through. Got to see it through. We're got to see, see Justin Fields through. What I saw with my own eyes was this guy is very talented and can make <laughs> shit happen. Now, I got caught up a little bit earlier in the year calling him a running back, but we know he wasn't playing with anybody on the offensive side of the ball with no protection and couldn't throw it to anybody. If you, He couldn't throw it if he wanted to. Nobody. Let's, let, let's, let's get that straight. With the right offense, this is also the other thing. If Getsy's the guy and Eberflus is running the shit like he's supposed to be, this guy has all the talent in the world to be a very good NFL quarterback. This is about coaching. The talent and everything is there. I've never seen a guy like Daniel Jones go from an absolute turnover machine in one year with a new coach that knows what the fuck he's doing turn into a very solid outside-the-pocket Guy that can ma- but when it- that can make plays and doesn't turn it over at all and get to the playoffs. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you want to talk about another team that has no wide receivers? And Daniel and Daniel Jones doesn't have anywhere near the amount of talent as Justin exactly. Fields, especially with his arm. He does not have the arm talent of Justin Fields. Exactly. So if if it comes down to a coaching thing more than anything for me, go get the players that we need. And then if we have the right coaches in place, we're in a really good position. Now, like Nick said, I am in the camp of get out of the one and get as many picks as you possibly can for it. 
and still stay in that five to six range where you could still pick a real big impact player like Nick. Who do you want? Tell the people who you well, want. Well, so there's, yeah, who I want is not going to be around in five or six, but I say take Will Anderson. Okay. okay well, then, and then here, and I'll give you my reason, but real quick, one chance to be there, though. You know what I'm saying? One thing you said on, on, on it comes down to the coaching with Fields 100% because a lot of, it's there's no talent question with Fields. And right. Also, I don't think there's a character question. I don't think there's a work ethic question. I don't think there's a confidence question, which I hate to keep saying his name. Those type of things, not work ethic and, and character, but confidence absolutely was an issue with Trubisky, right? How yeah, he carried no himself, question. how he thought about himself. Like, you have to overcome all that with certain guys. Kenny you Pickett, don't have I'll to. You. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Shout out Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you don't have he'll to. Tell oh, you, he'll yeah. tell you. He'll tell you. He looked at Trubisky. He was like, yeah, I'm taking this man's Real job. Quick, Ain't no Mike doubt Tom, about that. I, I put it on Twitter. Mike Tomlin refusing to have a losing season with this absolute <laughs> shit show of a roster. His QBs threw 14, 14 touchdowns all year long, and he won nine games. Make it make sense. But um, look, you don't you don't have any of those questions with Fields. Absolutely, my fault. I forgot what you. I lost what you said after that. Um, I we were, yeah, I don't even remember. Somebody in the comments helped me out. If you remember, we were just talking. Yeah, about, but, yeah. Because I just want because you said the coaching thing, and I really just want to point out that I don't think any of those other questions exist with Justin. Fields. Oh, we were talking about Will. We were talking about. I don't want to say the name because I wanted you to tell the people who you wanted. Oh, at yeah. the pick. And, but get but, out. Yeah, get out of one. Get out of one two. And then stay in that three, four, five range. And then I agree with you on the pick. I do like this guy. I like Will. And the reason that I say, like, okay, go to three, right? Knowing that it's probably going to be Young, Stroud, whatever, because these, these quarterback hungry teams are going to try to trade up, whether it be the Colts, whether it be the Raiders, whether it be, we got to Potentially could really... be three quarterbacks picked in th- three in the top three. Exactly. So if you get yourself in a position, and we just talked about Aiden Hutchinson, we've talked here about Watt, we could talk about Bosa all day long. Yeah, boy. Right. Boost. We can talk about Parsons. We can talk about these pass rushers and how they are able to completely transform your defense. They make your secondary better. They make your linebackers better. They turn your playmaking secondary guys, which it looks like we have with Brisker and Gordon, right? Which we know we have with Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson was at his best when Khalil Mack was a beast, by the way. Eddie Jackson was at his best when Khalil Mack was a beast, by the way, because you're forced quarterbacks into bad throws. And a guy like Eddie Jackson who wants to play in space and kind of do his own thing in freelance will eat on that. If you ask him to cover or tackle folks, that's not his game, right? So when you have these type of these edge rushers that just create havoc, right, that keep offensive coordinators up at night, that are generational. And from what I've heard, Anderson's a better prospect than Hutchinson. If you told me, hey, we, we move back to three, but we end up with Aiden Hutchinson type player, I'm fine. Hey, cool. Great. That's the next 10 years. You're good. You Those would address. Guys, you would go get a pass rusher before an offensive lineman. It dep- oh, if you unless you have an offensive the rusher who's the third best prospect in the draft. I think that Anderson is probably the best prospect in the draft. Not so quarterback. Yeah, not no, just the best prospect in the draft. But quarterbacks get elevated because you just want them because it's so hard to get them. But I think Anderson's a better prospect than Bryce Young. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I like Bryce Young. I don't think he's he's not Joe Burrow coming out here. I don't see he, Burrow. I don't see he's that. He's fucking close. He's also like a, he's also like, like he's 160. Close. He's also like 162 pounds soaking wet. He is very little dude. He's very slight, and it's not like he's a crazy athlete. He's not Kyler Murray out here. Yeah, no, he's not running. He's not running like that. He's, so he's going to take like those that. hits. He's going to yeah. take those hits. Um, so for me, I think Anderson's the best prospect in the draft, without a doubt. Now, if a left tackle was the number one prospect, yeah, for sure. The Bears are in draft best draft best player. Yeah, at so too many holes. Mode. Yeah. Right. So again, yeah, you. but you can get a tackle later on. Absolutely, your second pick should be a tackle, but just draft them all. So yeah, yeah, for man. Sure. Flexibility. I, I, I'm interested to see what the market is going to be for the number one pick. But our boy sent it through. Shout out our guy Eli. Let me pull this up really quick. He sent through what the Lions got from the Rams for Golf and Co. Hold on one second, because it was it was pretty it was pretty major. The overall, the overall haul back for, all right, here we go. The number one overall pick hasn't been traded since 2016 when the Rams moved up to from 15 to get golf. That's what it was. It was the Rams going to get golf. They gave up two first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks between the 2016 and 2017 drafts to get their quarterback of the future. Let me repeat that. Two ones, two twos, and two threes for the number one pick. If we could get something like that and stay in the top 10, 
Oh my God, I'm packaging that up so quick. Yeah, man, I am packing that motherfucker up so fast. That just Nick. tells us for ten years the Rams have 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 had a disdain for keeping any any sort of draft pick. <laughs> so I mean, I think they're a once in a generation type franchise, especially because they knew they were moving to LA in two years after that. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm saying that's great. I just don't. My thing is this, man. It's almost how I felt about trading out trading uh, fields to get more picks. It's like eventually, it's like. Yo, that's all great, but are we passing up on if you again if the draft didn't have a talent like to me the way I look at Anderson, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. But to me, that's generational. Is will is he worth fucking five other picks though? I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know I don't know. Saying? Yeah, I hear you. You just talked to me yeah, about how many holes we got, and I know that I know how many holes we, we got. still have. One hundred million dollars in cap space. If, put it like this. I'll answer. I'll answer the question for you. If we moved out. Say say we were at the three and we could take Will Anderson. Would I take Will Anderson for two two twos, two two uh two ones, two twos, and two threes? Will gonna have to find somewhere else. And we're gonna have to find another player off the edge. So for where, me. where where so looking at all right, so I'm looking at the draft order right now, right? Where do we see the most likely team to get desperate? It would probably so Houston's not because Houston's gonna get Stroud or Yeah, they're uh, gonna get a guy. They're going to get a guy, right? Arizona's not taking a quarterback. Indy's absolutely taking a quarterback, but Indy's probably going to get the second-best quarterback. So then you get to Seattle at five. You get to Vegas at seven. Atlanta at eight. Carolina at nine. Vegas at at seven could be one. Vegas at seven could be one. Hold on. Saints pick? I didn't even know that. The Eagles are fucking crazy. Tennessee? Tennessee wants a quarterback. What about the Jets? What if the Jets are like, yeah, we got all our young guys last year. We got Juice, we got Bryce, we got a running back, and they pack up and go and, and go and try to win now. But they're gonna, they're, they might. It sounds like the owner. Though. It guy. sounds like the owner is 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 wants to see if Wilson works out. Hey, Isn't man, that the bit? Wasn't that the issue? Owner, the owner and Sala was kind of at heads because the organization wants uh, to keep trying whatever his name is, Wilson, and Sala's like, this guy's trash. So I mean, who knows what yeah. happens there? But I don't. I, I mean, that, that's fine. I think one of these other teams is gonna has. I mean, I don't want to trade out the thirteen. Yeah, it, but we'll, I'm, I, we got to move on just because we want to get through, through this other stuff. But there's gonna be a lot of flexibility, and with the cap space we got, it should be a man. We could do so many. We could do so many different things with this number one pick. I'm very excited to see what poll. Hey man, polls, polls, poll. This this off season. Can make polls a G. He can keep polls in a in a in a GM spot for the next fifteen years. He does oh, yeah. the right. He does the right couple things here. And, and I'm not even talking week, about man. in Chicago. He could he could really go Full crazy. Slate. No, I don't know if there's ever been a situation where GMs had this. No you have quarterback in place, the number one pick at 120 million dollars in cap space, and nobody on your roster next year. Hey, yeah. and a coach you picked, and a coach and you a, picked, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> he can't ask for a better situation. Yeah. Either you're good or not. Prove your talent. It's all you. Yeah, no So, cap. again, you better have spent the last year doing what you needed to do inside that organization. Make sure you got the right guys looking at the right people and you, and you bring in who you got to because, yeah, again, it's unprecedented situation, man. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move over. Brother. Let's move over to Wild Card Weekend because you're going – I don't even need to talk about Rodgers for that long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can, so, we can – we could go ahead and talk wild card weekend. Now, out of the matchups, which one are you most excited to see? Is it Dallas, Tampa? Is it the Titans and the Jags? Um, those are the most interesting games to me. We got Vikings, Giants. Those are the smallest numbers on the slate. Out of the <laughs> out of all the games, I mean, it could be Dallas and Buff or not Dallas. It could be Miami and Buffalo that you're interested to see. But something tells me that's not the case. What are you looking at here for yeah. Wild Card Weekend? What's your favorite matchup? I mean, Miami Buffalo is actually probably the one that could be the most exciting, but I think Buffalo is going to bury them. Um, I like Seahawks, 49ers, or Chargers, Jags. If we're being Seahawks, honest. Seahawks, 49ers, really? Talk to me. Why? Because of Geno? Yeah, because of Geno. Because of. Divisional. Uh, I, I just like watching the 49ers play, I like watching Kyle Shanahan call plays. I want to see if Geno can carry the uh, regular season. I think that's one of the be- – if you look at the two best stories in the league this year, Geno Smith and Jared Goff um, at the quarterback position, honestly. And then you can start adding in your Purdy and different things like that. So I try to look at storylines. I think that's a cool storyline. you got Mr. Irrelevant going up against 
They tried to write me off, but I had right back. <laughs> you got divisional, you got two divisional teams, right? You already have that built-in rivalry right there. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of excited to see that. I think that'll be fun. I think the big the upset that I see, and I don't even know if you're gonna call this an upset. The Giants? No, I think the Bucks are gonna. I think, and and again, we've talked about the Bucks and their problems. I have zero confidence in the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys got chopped up last weekend. Chopped by up by who was their quarterback? I don't even. Know I don't even know the name. guy's name. I can't remember. The I chopped up, and we've been talking about their defense being suspect, and they only put up six points. And Dak has thrown fifteen picks this year. They just—they're not heading into the playoffs with the type of momentum that I would want to be. And you're going to Tampa against Tom Brady. You know, you can say what you want to about this Bucks teams and how they looked all year. It's still Tom Brady at home in a playoff game. And unlike Aaron Rodgers, he handles his business. I'm gonna tell you this. I was already big, texting. I, I was already texting about it. I'm gonna have to buckle up. I, I I think I'm gonna be on Dallas. Cool. Everyone's gonna crush these boys all week. They're gonna talk about how bad Dak is, who actually had a solid year. He threw a lot of picks, but. He threw 15 picks in like 12 games. He threw. <laughs> what are you talking he, about? He, threw, <laughs> <laughs> he had Listen, stretches bro. where he had we, stretches I wanna, where he, I want to like Dak as much as as much as you want to like Dak, but look yourself in the mirror and, and tell yourself that Dak. <laughs> come on, come on, man. You really trust that guy? So what I'm saying is, everyone's gonna hammer this dude now. That, the, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been ass, ass all year. I don't forget about Dallas has had stretches where they looked really good and Dak has looked really good. That offense for Tampa Bay has looked horrendous all year. All of a sudden, Brady throws three touchdowns to Mike Evans and all is forgiven. I didn't say that. Well, I'm saying that's the narrative around them right now. I think the narrative around them is more about the Cowboys not looking good. And there's a lack of confidence the in the Bucks Cowboys. The haven't looked good all year, though. No, they haven't, but it's still Tom Brady. Like I said, hey, man, I'll be the last one to hop off the train. If you if you want to put on a primetime game, Tom Brady versus Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, Prescott on the road, and you feel comfortable with Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy, McCarthy makes me a little nervous. I ain't going to lie to you. He I ain't going to lie to you. He's the shakiest coach in NFL history. Yo, Especially also, in big spots. <laughs> also, I, I love that we have normalized Fucking Jerry Jones talking after every single game. What is he talking about, dude? What did he say the other day? What did he say about uh, said we're going to have to suck on this one all week or something? Whoa. What the fuck was that, bro? They always look. It's just so normal for us to talk to this guy every day. He owns the team and is the GM. He meets everybody in the tunnel he after has, games. He has the press following him. It always looks like an impromptu press conference, but we know it's Jerry's going to be walking out the tunnel at 3.30. Okay. That shit is not like they, like they just caught Jerry walking does, out the office. It you know does I mean? always look like they were running <laughs> yeah, after yeah. him, no, and he weren't. stops, that and he's cap, like, bro. Oh man, that's so well, funny. Just dude. To have a light crew ready and all types of shit. Dude, like, come on, every yeah. game we've just every normalized game. hearing from this guy, and it's actually pretty hilarious. But about him, I think I'm gonna dig into the numbers here in the next couple of days. It's all NBA for me during the week. But Plus, yeah, you asked me why Seahawks 49ers. I thought that's a great game. It's gonna yeah. be a good game, but yeah. Yeah, my last thought, really quick, on that because I do want to talk about another game is. Dallas overall, I think, is a better team. I think that's why they're favored. And I'm going to tell you right now, myself and a lot of other sharp dudes, in my opinion, if that number goes down to two and a half, it won't it won't be there very long. It'll go right back to three. That's that number's going to stay at three. If anything, go down to two and a half and go right back to three with the Cowboys being the favorites. So stay tuned there. I'll let you know what I end up deciding on the Cowboys. But as as I speak here right now on Tuesday, I feel like I'm going to be on the Cowboys in that game. The last game I wanted to talk Anytime about. Anytime you can trust your money in the hands of Mike McCarthy, you got to do it. I just trust a better football team overall. But no, it's a good. Yeah, and, like I said, you, you, I know it's the number. If you like the number, you got to go for it regardless. Yeah, I mean, if it gets to that, it gets kind of ridiculous. So I hear you. Yeah, and I still, I still think they lose. They're going to be getting hammered all week, too. Like this team is garbage. Another Dallas Cowboys, yada yada yada. They're gonna come. The out. public doesn't have. Any They're confidence. gonna come out yeah, on the public, fire. The public has no confidence in the Cowboys. And then there's the Brady. No, it's because the media is gonna just continue to pound folks all week about how bad they are and how bad Dak played and how the defense has been shit 
and they're going to come out with their fucking hair on fire. Yeah, all those things are true. On Monday. And it's the only game on Monday. What? Yeah. It's going to be, man. And it's on MLK Day. Dak not going out like that. Come on, man. That can't <laughs> that we'll go get the W on MLK, dog. Come yeah, on, we'll man. <laughs> all right, the up. last the last game I want to talk about for the weekend, wildcard weekend, is Giants Vikings. Giants head to Minnesota. Minnesota has been pretty much a fraud. Every every bad team they play, they have they've won in a one possession game, and every good team they play, they got run out of the building. Now. Where are you at on the Giants? Where are you at on Minnesota? Do you think they could go in there and get a W? Because, hey, the Giants are playing free and easy. What yeah. a successful season it's been. They're talking about Daniel Jones might be the QB. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of different things going on, but it's all positive around the Giants. How do you feel about that matchup? And how do you feel about, you know, hey, Pete, uh, I called it yesterday P&P. Primetime Kirk in the playoffs. Spooky. He's a spooky quarterback. Um, listen, I think the most important person in this matchup is Brian Dayball. It depends on what if they're able to scheme up some points over there, because the giant the Vikings defense will allow you to score, right? So it's gonna come down to execution and what he brings with them over in uh, Minnesota. If they can hang some points on the Vikings, the Vikings will make the mistakes that will allow you to win the game, right? Now, the Vikings can score as well, but again, their defense is historically bad. This is this is a terrible defense. Off, man. Pass off, defense, off, one of the off, worst of off all the time. charts, bad defense. <laughs> so right? bad. So if Dayball is able to do some things, call some right plays, which he's been able to do all year, right? He's been able to scheme Daniel Jones into the playoffs, and I think he's done a great job. Um, if they're able to scheme up some points over there, yeah, I think the Giants have a good chance. Absolutely. This isn't your typical uh, – on paper, as far as the the Giants, the Vikings are what like thirteen and four, twelve and five. I think the Giants were nine and eight. Like on paper, the Vikings should be way better. But like we always talk about, watch the film. And when you watch the film, this Vikings defense is atrocious, and the Giants have the ability. Dayball as a coach has the ability to draw up some shit that just ends up working. And like you said earlier, plays the Daniel Jones strength, which is which is his athleticism, his ability to improvise, right? You don't want Daniel Jones back there launching it 35 times a game. You got to find ways to get him out in space and, again, highlight, you know, the things that he does well. And if you're able to do that, the Vikings defense will allow you to get those points. And that's when it gets scary because then you put the ball in Kirk's hands and that's when it gets very, 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 very scary for Kirk Cousins in prime time. They played a few weeks ago, 27-24 in Minnesota. Vikings got the, the one possession W like they've been doing all year. But they had to score four, uh, 17 points in the fourth quarter to get that W. 334 yards in the air from Daniel Jones. That has to be a uh, – I would if, if, a, just from following the Giants, I would have to guess that's a season high. I don't think he Let threw me, that many his first two years in the league. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if Daniel Jones could put up 330 yards in the air against you, your, your defense is, is all time. Yeah, he had – he only had two 300-yard games – one was against the the Lions. He had three forty one. They gave up thirty points on eleven twenty, and then they, then they gave up three. He had three thirty four against the Vikings on New Year's Eve. So those are the two spots. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'm they can stand another Daniel Jones three hundred yard passing game. If I'm exactly, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm encouraged that they just play these guys. Dayball just saw these guys. They could get busy. Pass rush could be there. Thibodeau and the guys can get home. I, I trust Dayball more than I trust a lot of the, the the coaches in the NFC. And it's encouraging. Now, I'll say this, too. The public is going to be all over the Giants. They're going to be betting money line. <laughs> They're going to be taking the three points. They're going to be all over that spot. So keep an eye on that number and where it goes. But um, we'll see. How things shake in the in the in the wild card this weekend in the NFL. Really quick, last question on the wild card. Any team, and NFC or AFC, who you think could make a real run and win at least a couple games in the playoffs? Is it the Jags? Is it the Chargers? Is it like I'm talking about like yeah. a, like an underdog team, not not, not the, the the big three? Is it Tom yeah, Brady? Yeah, no, I think it's the Chargers only because they have a they have an elite quarterback, and if. We saw it with Burrow last year. You've seen it with quarterbacks before. If these guys get hot at the right time, um, and they've been an up-and-down team all year, 
But if these guys get high at the right time, Justin Herbert can make throws that no one else can make. Justin Herbert has that type of arm talent, right? I think he, he, he as far as just pure like arm talent, uh, he might, you know, he's 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 a top three, top four guy for me as far as that's concerned. So I think if he gets hot, um, in the playoffs, especially since they're opening up against the Jags, who are another team that's been hot and cold but been on a nice run, obviously to get into the playoffs, um, they could be a team that makes noise. Yeah, stay tuned. Shout out my guy. Um, but I can say the same thing for the Jags too because Tre- Trevor Lawrence has been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 that's gonna be Doug a fun. Peterson. That's why I said that was my another, second game. It's a another, young quarterback duel that I really want to see between those two guys. I, I'm, that's I'm another perfect that. example of a uh, of a coach coming in and helping out a young quarterback. People were yeah. talking about he was dead under yeah. Urban Meyer. Doug Peterson comes in now, all of a sudden he can play again. So yeah. you need a coach, man, that knows what he's doing and puts your guys in the Real right quick, position. How, how long before Urban Meyer resurfaces as a college head coach? I give it oh, over under, over under eighteen months. <laughs> well, he would only take a big big job, right? Yeah, he'll get one. So. I don't know. He's in a comfy <laughs> gig right now with Fox, though, too. Yeah, but he's a piece of shit. He just, he he just man, he just went back about his business. Nothing no happened. Nope. No problem. Just yeah. go. I get, get my awful, job awful back. All being. good. Yeah. All good. It's, hey, yeah. heart hurts. I'm out. Yeah, not feeling good. I quit. Man, I need like, the buyout, though. Yeah. Like, I need that money. My heart, oh, my heart feels great. I'll go to Shout Ohio out. State. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we got to go to Jacksonville, kick people, go to the bar. But all right, Nick, it's time. Yes. Give it to me. Aaron Rodgers hey, man. takes another muscle muscle in spot to get into the playoffs. He takes an L at home, coming off of multiple years in a row where he takes an L in the playoffs in games where you know he's supposed to compete. And I'll give him I'll give him a pass on the first year of this. I guess we can look at this three year run that includes two MVPs, back to back, what twelve win years, um, and then this year, right? So the first year they lost to the Bucks in Tampa Bay. When that Bucks team was, you know, obviously yes, ready. went on to win the Super Bowl. We're ready, right? Um, but let's go to last year. Hey, look, man, at home against Jimmy Garoppolo. All San you Francisco had to do got that boy's number. All man. you had to do was score more <laughs> than 13 points. Garoppolo was 11 for 19, 131 yards in a pick. All you had to do was score more than 13 points. And the great Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to hear about the organization. I don't want to hear about uh, what's his name, Ted Ted Turner, Ted Thomas, whatever the Ted, fuck is Ted Thompson, yeah. Ted Thompson. I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to hear about anybody. All Maybe not had Ted to do Thompson, but whatever Ted, his name is, Ted Phillips. I think it's That's no, I think it's Ted. Guy. Yeah, I think it's Ted Thompson actually. Ted or Tom, Thompson, something I don't Thompson. To, whoever he is, Ted. No, Bay, Murphy, wanna, Murphy, Murphy. Uh, don't want to hear about him. Yeah, Murphy, somebody. <laughs> yeah, whoever. Mark Murphy. Don't want to hear about Murphy, him. That's him. That's him. That's who okay. it is. Mark Murphy. Don't don't. All you had to do was put up more than ten points at home. And you're in the conference championship. You put up 10. Oh, I had to do is put more than 13. You put up 10 points, right? At the end of all your super weird shit that you have been going through the last couple of years, right? Putting the organization, am I coming back? Am I doing this? Am I doing hey, that? Da, 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 da. Go, okay, go. I was going to say, right. and if you want to go back before Tampa, they got smoked by the Niners again. Yes. Like d- dismantled. But yeah, dismantled. Continue. The year before, right? Yeah. Yes. Dismantled at home, right? No, I was in San Francisco. Was that in San Francisco? Okay. Yeah. So after two years of doing all that shit, right? All that, all that song and dance that was really just again all about getting money because didn't hear anything in this offseason. Once he got his money, he got his money and everything was fine. You drive your, you drive, you drive your boy out of town. Call it like you want to call it. He went to another team for less money. That is what happened. Devontae Adams to, is who he's talking he went, about. Devontae Adams went to another team for less money and to play with the worst quarterback. If we were getting paid to do this show, and I go, hey, and when everything was great, we've been doing it for the last six years. We have a great time. Every single Tuesday we get together, man, we're laughing. <laughs> we have a great time. We both get paid and, like, whatever. And I go, hey, Sean, you know what? I think I'm going to go do this other podcast with this host who's worse than you. <laughs> who, I, who I who I knew back in the day, but I haven't really talked to him in a few years. But it's my guy, whatever. But he's not as good as you, and they're gonna pay me less. And I don't know that we're gonna have the same success that we had over here. But it's not. What would you say? It's on me, right? That's me. There's had to be me. That's actually a really me. good. It's a really good example. It had to be me. It had to be you. That's it. It wasn't the money. It wasn't the situation. It was you. So you can't sit here and tell me that he didn't leave after enduring Aaron Rodgers' weird shit for two years. Fast forward through this year. The year is tough, whatever, whatever. 
They build some momentum. They get into the play. They get into the game, uh, the last game of the year, where all you have to do is beat the Detroit Lions at home. Who has a team that has nothing to play for? The Detroit Lions, who ended up this high-powered offense, who ended up only putting up twenty points against you. So all you'd have to do, if I would have told you that Aaron Rodgers had to score three touchdowns on Sunday night and the Packers are in the playoffs, what would you have said? We'll That's see, easy. see you wild card no. weekend. Yeah, we'll see you wild card weekend. But he can't do it. If I had told you that Aaron Rodgers, all he had to do was win a division this year that had three of the worst defenses I have ever seen in my life between the Bears, the Lions, and we are just talked about the Vikings, right? All you had to do was win enough games in this division. You're supposed to be the greatest quarterback of all time. You couldn't win a division with three historically bad defenses. Historically, I'm talking about three of the worst that we've ever seen. There at the beginning of the year for the for the Lions was oh my god, defense was a sieve. So what are so we talking so about? So what are you here? getting at? So what are you so getting? What at? I'm getting at here is your boy. While he might be the most talented we've ever seen, right? While he might be all these things. Hey man, when push comes to shove, ahead, and it, we're talking it. about big moments. The say boy it. doesn't deliver. He talks a big game, but he does not deliver. One he's Super Bowl. A, he, he's a regular season quarterback. That's what you say. He's a regular season quarterback at this point. Man, was Eli Manning got more jewelry than your man's? He got a lot more jewelry than a lot of motherfuckers, though. Yeah, he's got as many jewelry as Trent Dilfer. That's all I'm saying, man. Aaron Rodgers is great. He's awesome, but man, when it's counted, especially recently. He's come up short at home against yeah, inferior this. opponents. I'll say this: I I, understand, I, I agree. And these with, aren't shootouts. My, this, these aren't shootouts. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They're not asking a lot. He has made some mistakes. He made some mistakes in that uh, Detroit game with interceptions. There's oh a lot of couple, there's a couple other things. Was egregious, and I get it. Your boy dropped uh, Romeo it, Dobbs dropped a massive pass. Massive. Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones' fumble was massive. Give me, give me three touchdowns. I I agree. Three touchdowns. That's I it. agree. I I I get what you're 21 saying. Twenty-one gets it done. I think over the years he bumped into some teams that were overall defensive, defensively juggernauts. The the year three or four years ago with the Niners in San Francisco. It's one of the best defenses in the league. They went to the Super Bowl. Should have won. Should have beat the Chiefs. They didn't. Bumps into the Bucks, who were phenomenal on defense. Slowed up Pat Mahomes in that Super Bowl. Then he plays the Niners. He gets them at home this time. Ten. He he can't get yeah, he can't get it done. Zero uh, touchdown. Zero touchdown. I can't I can't fault you there. I still think overall throughout the years a lot of the the losing falls on Aaron Rodgers or the organization before it falls on Aaron Rodgers. Which the whole the, huh? We're talking about teams that are going twelve and four and stuff. So I mean, they're getting they're getting into position to win the, to win in big moments. Yeah, who's it's getting like, them in position? Not like, I who's understand he position? is he is, but ultimately when it's time to close, he's not closing the door. Yeah, no, I mean, I I can't argue it. It is what it is. The proof is the proof is right there on the sheet. And and, uh, and, and all NFL, NFL reference, I I get it. It's I understand hard, I what you're it. saying. It's hard to win but NFL. he, there was a lot of times where he came up short, and he could have used a lot of help with a couple of different guys. Now, I was initially, I initially pushed back a lot on the Devontae Adams piece, but I think you're right. It's like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. This motherfucker's too much. He's weird. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out to Vegas and, and go hang out with my old buddy Carl. Weird fucking guy, man. And try to have some fun and win some games and make a little bread. Like weird that, guy that, that doesn't take any accountability for for his actions either, which is the worst. Yeah, that is that is the tough piece. Um, drove him out of town. To, people are starting to get a bit fed up with you know him and what's going on, but. Overall, throughout the years, say this say this is it for Aaron Rodgers and he's done, doesn't doesn't play anymore. The Packers failed Aaron Rodgers more than Aaron Rodgers failed the Packers for me. So I'll I'll leave it at that. In, in the grand scheme of things, absolutely. But we we just again we can't I'm just looking at the high profile misses in big spots. Like again, the last two years. He had an opportunity where all he had to do was be mediocre. And does LaFleur hold any of this back? Absolutely. Okay. The floor, holds the, the, floor, the floor holds the kick in the fucking field goal bag. Uh, does he hold any he of this bag? Holds, the floor will always hold the field goal bag. 
Okay. I mean, right? he, he does. That, that decision now, because sure. if we're being honest, we, awful this year. we just buried McCarthy. Guess who? Guess who? Aaron Rodgers played for for a majority yeah, of his career. But what I'm saying is, uh, and that's, I'm, I'm, and I'm not talking about the overall thing. I'm talking about when you got to these moments, right? Again, despite all that, man, if you are that great, you are able to overcome a lot of things, right? And again, it's hard to win in the NFL, and that's why when I think when we really need to talk about like Brady, like it, it, you really look at it, it's actually remarkable. How much he's won, right? Like how much oh, consistently insane. he's won. It, the, the numbers, the turnover the numbers, the everything numbers, is insane. And the big moments, because we have seen many a quarterback fall in big moments, and Tom Brady has always delivered in big moments. And we look at a guy like Rodgers, where that's been difficult for him. We look at other great quarterbacks, that's been difficult for him. I also think that's why it's like, hey, Eli Manning, say what you want to, has <laughs> delivered in big moments. He might have been fucking mediocre as whoever yeah. fucking – uh, the first 17 weeks of the season. But if that boy got in the playoffs, something happened. And that's all we can ask for. And I think with Rodgers, what we're seeing is in this moment, again, man, all they had to do was put up 21 points against the Detroit Lions. This is not the Lions that we saw that were putting up 35, 40 points. All he I had mean, to do was show up in that game, and he couldn't do it after all that shit. So it's like you talk like that, you do all that weird shit, you take all these mushrooms and tell us all about it and how deep you are and how great you are and how it's no one else's fault and how guys have to do better. You got to do better. You got to elevate, man. And I, at this point, like, yo, is he, is he in those moments? He's not elevating. He might throughout the course of the year and the Packers have been a shit organization for him. And the fact that they have never drafted a skill position player in the first round for Aaron Rodgers is criminal. Unforgivable. <clears throat> but again, we talk about Adams, which was a huge gaping hole this year. That's on Aaron Rodgers, because that deal was done, and he didn't want to play with him anymore. We got to, we got to, we got to acknowledge that. And so is last year's uh, divisional game, and so is not being able to beat the Lions in Week 17 at home when all you needed was 20. Could be time for some new scenery for the guy, for sure. For the for the guy, Aaron Rodgers, could be time for a new new locker room, new front office, new town, new everything. I think it it, it feels a little exhausted in Green Bay, even down to the fan base. You'll yeah, learn. yeah, yeah. Shut up, podcast. I try and lie about the jab. I'm, I'm a, what do you say? I'm inoculated or something? What the so fuck I'm, is this guy? Uh, immunized. This guy is such a clown. So it, it seems a little, it Shut seems a little exhausted. Something. Out down to the fans through 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 the play on the field. Everything seems joke. a little. I think it's done. That yeah, that Packers whole situation had, is done. Packers have had 40 years of elite quarterback play and produced two Super Bowls. Yes, don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget it. And 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 now the, it's the Bears' time. Don't forget one, it. One more than us. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 get moving. We got 10, 10 more minutes here. Call it twelve. Let's move over to the association. Big need to quick. I want to talk about Memphis, and I want to talk about if you think they're the real deal. Tied for first in the West right now with the Denver Nuggets. They are absolutely almost unbeatable in the grindhouse in Memphis. When they get on the road, I believe they're nine and ten currently on the road. It gets a little spooky. 10 and 10, okay, on, on, the, on the road. It gets a little spooky for them when they leave Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been playing absolutely out of his mind on the defensive end. When he's on the floor, they are their defensive rating is in the 90s. The average offensive rating in the NBA is like 114, 115. He makes that big of an impact on the floor when he's healthy. And he's blocked between – a combined blocks and steals, Jaron Jackson Jr. is averaging 4.2 a game. It's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolute defensive monster across the board. I texted Nick earlier today. I said, yo, however much money you can stomach losing, we need to be betting on Jaron Jackson Jr., defensive player of the year, because he's going to win. He's that important. Memphis has the best defense in the NBA the last 15 games since he's come back in the fold. And it's honestly the only reason that they could stay in basketball games because they don't shoot the three at all, especially when Desmond Bain's not on the floor. They have no one one that can shoot the three. So if I asked you right now, Nick, is Memphis real? Are they real? You tell me. Yep, if Jai and Jaron Jackson Jr. stay healthy, this team is real. We've talked about Memphis. We talk about like the differences between Memphis and say like the Pelicans. The Memphis is ready to take that next step. Last few years, they've kind of gotten there. They've already made their noise in the playoffs. I know the Pelicans did last year, but they've made their noise in the playoff. 
Ja has taken that step. Like, absolutely, Memphis is 100% real. Interesting thing about Memphis and Denver, they have the same exact record overall. They also have the same exact home and road record. Both are 17-3 and at home and both are 10-10, and which is going to be massive when you talk about which one of them ends up on that number one seed because clearly you want to have that home court advantage throughout if it holds this way. Um, yeah, but no yeah, question. Memphis for sure is absolutely 100% legit, for sure. Play with the style, have an attitude have a way that they want to beat you. I, yeah, I understand we want them to shoot more threes, but when you talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. and his defensive impact, when you talk about having a leading guy like John Morant, when Dylan you talk Brooks about, will get up into you too. When you talk about having an enforcer like a Steven Adams, um, who you need on teams like that, who somehow, miraculously, Steven Adams is only 29 years old. If you told <laughs> me that guy was 36, I would have believed it. He's like he's been in the league for like 25. He's like Ibaka. Isn't Ibaka yeah. like 30? It's like been in the league for 15 yeah, years. They've been, like a, they've been asking for Ibaka's. Yeah, Ibaka's paper. on that Matumbo. Um, <laughs> so, it's on that Daddy Almonte. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, so, like, yeah, this team is a 1,000% legitimate. Absolutely, man. This team can make noise, especially in this Western Conference. Because I don't know if you've been looking. I know you have. Uh, this Western Conference is going to be – it's a new guard. We are literally watching a change of the guard in the Western Conference. Yeah. It's going Denver, through. Memphis, Denver, Memphis, New Pelicans. Orleans, um, Dallas on any given night, though they have their issues. But those those three teams are really, I think, Denver and Memphis. Um, Gold, no, the Warriors now the, the Warriors stayed afloat without Steph. Steph is now cleared. Should play tonight against the Phoenix Suns, who are struggling. If and the Phoenix Suns are no longer in that conversation right now, they look. Ugly. Warriors de- the Warriors defense concerns me. Sure. We give up a lot of points. Sure. Especially when Jordan Poole's got to be on the floor. Yeah, he can't. You want to talk about a guy that just plays <laughs> just willy stuck. nilly, bro. Park, park, park. <laughs> we, we've seen a lot of playground guys in <laughs> yeah, our day. He's just, he's Jordan Poole. Lord have yeah, mercy. He's bro. just out there hooping. He is just out there hooping. <laughs> no, no game. He didn't even look at the no, whiteboard. No, he, 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 right, he, yeah, he got to sure. be in meetings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, out there turning that yeah, bitch over uh, the whole not, thing. I'm, I'm not doing anything else, but this, yeah, is, just, this is what uh-huh. I'm here to do, man. Yeah, yeah just, for sure. I'm, yeah, for, I'm right, Steve. Just yeah, whatever, set ball. a screen. Give me ball. <laughs> and, screen, and, and, and they paid him. So yeah, no, I think, <laughs> hey man, look, just set a screen, bro. How about that? <laughs> it's 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 Denver. It's Denver and Memphis for me. Oh um, yeah, it's Denver and Memphis for me. Like you said, the Phoenix Suns are in shambles. <laughs> Just on the screen, dog. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Rotation. Just on the screen, bro. Cut it out. Um, but yeah, my fault. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, yeah. So, like I said, the Phoenix Suns are in shambles. The Clippers shambles. Um, Sacramento Kings, fun team, but whatever. Dallas has their issues. Sack. Dal- Sack is fun and fun. good. A lot of fun. Sack, sack is fun and good. That yeah. man, you want to talk about it? That, that's a team but that would be fun to play. They need in, to in score 135 points to, to uh, they need to average 130 to win a playoff series. And you know, the playoffs teams can slow you down, especially when they play you over seven games. I think Sacramento is a perfect example of a team that's, that catches a lot of NBA teams lacking. Yeah, you know, a lot of nice NBA, it's just whatever. During Last the week. night, we just yeah, during the week, it's yeah. Tuesday. Hey, man, I'm just not feeling it tonight, so they'll catch yeah. you lacking. I question over seven games. Over seven. Yeah, they if, might look like yeah, a completely different Yeah, they can wear spot. you down like that. They might look a little different when you're locked in in the playoffs. They're, they're definitely a hangover team. Any um, concerns on the KD going out for yeah, a month? For sure. Absolutely. He was in, in form, rare form. So yeah, he had man. shot under 60% in like 26 uh, games. Bro, it the, was crazy. The, the, the efficiency was, was out, of, out of this world. Yeah. For KD, who was Mr. Efficiency, he was having like his most efficient year ever. So absolutely I'm worried about it because – you're putting, putting everything in the hands of Kyrie. I know it's been good Kyrie for a couple of weeks, but this thing can go bad quickly. Um, so, yeah. They've been playing really good defense, too. Yeah, absolutely. No. So, I, I'm worried about McKinney's a big part of that as well. So, if they can yeah. weather the storm, yeah. Um, the problem with them is they just don't have a lot of depth. So, when you lose a top-end guy for them, that whole thing that they have going on um, kind of gets interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be tough to replace. They just got to stay afloat, stay rolling. And, hey, I would say this. At least it's – I would rather it happen to KD before the break than after the break. To give him some happen. time to get back and then get some games under his belt before the playoffs start. Because that's what usually happens, right? Guys get back. They have a week before the first round of the playoffs. 
Then they're treating the playoffs like a, a get right. And then next thing you know, you're losing in seven to Atlanta because Trey goes crazy. And you know what I'm saying? The other thing is also at least you, you really got way ahead out in the East too. And now you lose them, right? It's better than losing right now, I guess, than to lose them when you're still kind of trying to chase. They got in the second spot. They lose them when they're eighth spot, and you're going to fall down to like 10th or 11th. So, I mean, you can lose a few games. And as long as you maintain that fourth, fifth, sixth spot, I think you'll be fine. When he gets back, you'll be able to bounce right back. Because they were, they were putting it on teams before he got hurt. Absolutely putting it on teams for the last month. So, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. No doubt. All right, that's going to do it for No Catch-Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the little afternoon episode. Hit me uh, hit me with a DM. Let me know what y'all think of the afternoon slot. Maybe we might be able to rotate it. You never know, depending on the day. But uh, until then, I am your host, Sean Little, for Big Nick the Quick. We'll talk to y'all later. No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. You know how we get.